0: and the grave is overwhelmed the victory is won he is risen from the dead and I will rise when he calls my name no more sorrow no has overcome and the grave is over
1: God, amen, God is good, open up your Bibles to Malachi, Somebody tell me what page it's on. 8.13, found it. Wouldn't it be cool if we all got the same Bible? People ask me all the time, what do you read out of? Whatever makes sense to me. Malachi 3, verse 10. I heard the other day about a drug dealer who got locked up. Uh, they raided their house. They had a lot of crack cocaine in their house. and It was a single mom's house. She was a single mama, and, and, and she had three children, and she sold crack cocaine. And all of a sudden, it got out the word that she was selling not only to adults, she was selling it to kids. And then the community wanted to feel sorry for her because she uh, was dealing these drugs because she was a single mama. I know a lot of single mamas that don't deal drugs. Come on, somebody. Well, when they raided her house, when when they went in and they raided her house, they found out that they had like 65 pair of Nike tennis shoes. Some of these tennis shoes, Miss Mary, had never even had the price tag taken off of them. Some of them kids had tennis shoes that were up around four, five, six hundred dollars. Nobody in their right mind needs five, six hundred dollar pair of tennis shoes. Now, cowboy boots maybe. But tennis shoes, come on. I thought to myself, that woman's lining her kids with the devil's clothes. I thought to myself, if that woman can trust the devil and his demons to clothe her babies like that, how is it that Christian men and women refuse to trust God to take care of them and their family? How come that's true I'm I'm telling you something that's true tonight we as Christians we need to start trusting God in our finances every one of us need to start trusting God in our finances I want to read to you what it says about our finances 3 verse 10 says this bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple if you do saith the Lord Almighty now watch this I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it all in. Try me, he says. Try me. Let me prove it to you. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from the insects and disease. Your grapes will not shrivel before they ripe, said the Lord Almighty. Then all the nation will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, saith the Lord Almighty. Bring all your tithes in the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, the Lord Almighty says, I will pour open the floodgates of heaven for you. Got to go deal drugs. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to cheat on our taxes. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to try to make ends meet. Christian people, it's time we start trusting God. And believing what the Bible says. And believing what the Bible says. I was talking to a brother at lunch today and he said, You know, Brother Martin, you'll find out who's really sold out by where they spend their money. I said, That is so true, my friend. He said today I he said today I, I, I didn't know if I, I, I could Put my tithes in. He said, but I just had to put them in anyway and trust God. And then after church, God rewarded him in a mighty, mighty way. More than he put in, God gave back to him. That was today. That was this morning. That was church. We see it all the time. Christian men and women, they get jealous of other Christian men and women. Mostly they get jealous of the stuff that they got. They're jealous of their homes. They're jealous of their cars. They're jealous of their wristwatches or or the clothes they wear or the gold jewelry on their neck or the possessions that they have. Then to compound matters, they try to cover it up and justify their jealousy by saying, we shouldn't have such nice things. Uh, We're Christians. We shouldn't have such nice things. No, God said, if you trust me and you bring what you're supposed to do to the storehouse, I will open up my house and pour a blessing down upon you. That's cowboy if you got it, grab it. I will pour open the floodgates of heaven and bless you in abundance. He don't lie, folks. Somebody believe that tonight. He does not lie. So why don't we trust him like that tonight? Why don't we trust him? Why not, why, why we got to get jealous because somebody gets this or somebody gets that? God provides everything you need. If you're in a motorcycle ministry, God provides a motorcycle. If you're in a cowboy church ministry, God provides you a truck. If you need a car to go back and forth to work, whatever you do, God provides that. If you need a house to put your family in, God provides that. And when you're faithful, he says, try me and I'll pour open the floodgates. Of heaven. I, I love that. I, I've just seen God just do so much. But we as Christians, we think, well, we, we, we shouldn't flaunt our blessings. No, you can wear them well, though. Huh? God blesses me. I want to be a blessing to other people. I had a guy park himself up against my truck one day. I went down and got me a new truck because I had wore the other one out for the ministry. So I went and I wear them out pretty quick. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I'll wear out my stuff. Somebody asked me, Brother Mark, when you get that new stage built, you're not going to be able to pour water all over it. Watch me. (laughs) I'm going to wear out this building right here. And then I'll get me another building because I know this stuff's only temporary. That truck's only temporary. And and so a guy parked himself on my truck one day, and he's just a smart aleck. And uh, I speak English around here, don't I? And he said, Where's your Mercedes to go along with this new truck you got there, preacher? I didn't bat an eye. I said, if I needed a Mercedes, God would give me a Mercedes. But I didn't need a Mercedes, God gave me a truck. You know why God gave me a truck? Because I travel around this truck hauling bulls, cattle, and bringing horses and doing all kinds of things, mutton-busting sheep, giving people rides to hospital when they're sick, taking and going and praying over your sorry behind when you're laid out with a coma or whatever. I was thinking to myself, here you are, chastising a blessing that God just gave. God blesses you, and God blesses me, and we should not be ashamed of our blessings, and we should wear those blessings well. This is, this is good stuff because some people, they live in this world that, that they come from the old, 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 old mentality that, you know what, I, 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 I don't want anybody to know what I got. I don't want anybody to, to think that I'm better than that. Well, you can walk around and wear your blessings well, And not even think like that or be like that. You can just be a blessing to other people. Pastor Collier's driving the fourth new car. Fourth brand new car that a man gave him. The last four cars that Pastor Collier has been given. And I'm talking Lexuses, Toyotas. One time he got a Lincoln Navigator. I called him the other day. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm driving around in a Rolls Royce. He got it like that. My God said, I'll open up the floodgates of heaven, and I'll pour it on you. I don't know if he owns a Rolls Royce or he was just driving. I think he was just messing with me. But God provided everything that Pastor Carter needed. God's going to provide for you, but not if you don't trust him. <laughs> That's the part where you have to start believing. You say, Brother Mark, well, if I put mine in, I may not be able to make it till Friday. Well, do you trust him or do you not? Do you believe the word or do you not believe the word? Either you believe it all or you don't believe it at all. Is what somebody told me a long time ago. You either believe it at all or you don't believe it at all. But we as Christians, we get jealous when other Christians get blessed. That needs to stop. Because I'm going to say this. I've been around some incredible Christian people who God has touched, and they've been allowed to help other people, give them food, give them shelter, give them just enough. A friend of mine, they needed some they needed a home, and another people in the church provided them a home. I, I know some friends of mine that God got God blessed them and touched them and they needed groceries and all of a sudden their whole icebox was filled up. I, I'm gonna say this to you. God provides, and we don't need to be jealous of this guy or that person. We need to be happy for them. We need to be happy for them. You need to be happy for me as I'm happy for you. Huh? Hear me tonight. If you're struggling, if you're struggling tonight, guess what? If you start trusting God, you may not be struggling tomorrow. When I first became the pastor of this church, I thought I was supposed to help everybody. I did. I tried. I tried to bail this person out with their lights. I bailed this person out with their rent. I bailed this person out over and over again. I was putting the church in a bind over and over again. And God called me up one day to the carpet, and he said, listen to me. He said, you're getting ahead of me. God told me that. I said, what do you mean, God, I'm getting ahead of you? He said, some of these people don't trust me, and they don't do right with what I give them. They put their selves there. I was bailing them out, and they didn't have a chance to grow because I was providing for them. Sometimes we got to not bail out our family and our friends. We got to teach them to trust God for all that they need. God supplies. He supplied the manna. He provided the manna that fell from heaven for the, for, the, for the people walking around in the desert. There were no wild game out there. There wasn't no, 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 no trees growing out there in the desert. They walked around. How many, how many years did they walk around that desert? Somebody read their Bible maybe. Forty years. He just poured it out of the sky. Forty years of feeding them. Forty years. Anybody here over Forty. 40 years he provided, 40 years he just gave, 40 years manna provided, food. God wants to do the same thing for you tonight. But you got to get it out of your spirit, out of your mind to be jealous about what this person's got or to be jealous about what she has or how she dresses. You can sit back and chastise that person all you want to. But if you just start doing right with what God has given you, Others will look to you and say, I want what he's got. I want what she's got. Because I know that they've trusted God to get it. I didn't get to where I am today on my own. I had to trust God. Somebody hear me today. I had to trust God. God provides, God provides everything. They turn their jealousy into a stingy, angry spirit. They complain about all kinds of cars that pastors drive, that people drive, that work hard, hard, hard. They complain about people's houses, big diamond rings that they see some of these ladies wear. They complain about it. They complain about the stuff that Christians have. All the church wants is your money. All those Christians want, all they ever talk about is money. You know where they're saying that from? Watch this. They're saying that from the local bar. Where they're sitting in there giving the devil their money. You know where they're saying that? They're saying that as they drive by there and they crack open their six-pack of beer and they drive by, all oh, that church is all about your money. They crack open their 12-pack of beer. They say that all the time when they get their cigarettes and their Starbucks and all the church wants your money. God is concerned about your money, brothers and sisters, but he's more concerned about your soul than he is your money. But you'll never get past that, having that spirit of jealousy that stingy spirit, that unclean, stingy spirit. You know, I was thinking about that today. I refuse to give in to jealousy of other people. I want to say to any person who might be jealous of something I own that I paid for, I work hard for everything I got. I was talking to my elders earlier. I work hard for everything I got. Nobody gives me nothing. How many in here today work hard for everything that they got? Is anybody getting anybody to give them any silver spoons here? Because I'd like to have one. (laughs) Could you pass that silver spoon up? Let me drink up out of it for a minute. We work very hard for what God gives us. So we shouldn't be ashamed about what God gives. I told Mary one time, Mike Wise, you'll appreciate this because you work on all my old raggedy cars. I I told Mary one time, I said, we ever get another church? I'm buying me a 1967 Ford pickup. I'm going to beat it to death with a baseball bat. I'm going to knock all the windows out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang a gas rag out the gas tank there. I, I, and I'm going to have all the tires on low. And I'm going to drive it around. And people going to say, here come that poor preacher. We need to help you. <laughs> that was my mindset. And that's a lot of your mindset. You see what you have now, not where you can be if you begin to trust God. somebody's got to put a dream in your heart somebody's got to put a dream in your heart to be able to provide a nice car for your family huh it ain't got to be a new car but it can be a nice car my wife will tell you in a minute you ain't got to have money to have riches in this world God will provide God will provide but if you don't take care of what God provides for you how can he give you anything else This is good stuff, man. Y'all should be taking notes or something. You don't have to take what God gives you and do wrong with it either. You can do right with it. Well, Brother Mark, how do I do right with it? You know how. You put him first in it. God said that he would bless me if I brought my tie to the storehouse. He said that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour it out on me in if if, if my family. That would be so great that I would have enough room to receive it. He said he would rebuke the devourers from my family. He would cause us to be fruitful in every area of our life, that others would be able to see it and call us blessed and call us delightful. <laughs> delightful. I remember the struggles. Every day. I don't forget where I came from. I don't forget I moved into a single-wide two-bedroom trailer on this property. Struggling. I don't forget the struggles. Back home when me and Mary was living in the world, drinking, partying, we were those people that drove by the church and made fun of it. I don't forget where I come from. But I know where I'm headed today. And that makes you... You know what that makes you, Ms. Owen? That makes you grateful. If you can remember where you came from and know where you are today and you become grateful for who you are, you want to see other people blessed. But sometimes people live in this world, and they're doing wrong in this world. They squander their money. I tell people the re- most retarded thing you can do is get your paycheck on Friday, go over to the Valero, and buy all them trinkets at the store, spend your money on lottery tickets, hoping you're going to be the one in 8700000 that hits the jackpot. You can't win if you don't play. Well, let me know when you win. I'd like to know, had a guy in my church that won the lottery one time. Didn't do right by God and don't have a dime today. $2.5 million, God blessed him with. Ain't got a dime today. God says, try me, try me, try me. I don't forget where I come from. I don't forget where God has brought me from. I I remember the struggles. I remember putting myself in that situation. I remember being disobedient with my money. I remember being disobedient with my time. I remember where I come from. That's why I'm so grateful for who I am today. And when God decides to bless me, I receive that blessing. And I I don't act ashamed of it, Donnie. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. You ought not be ashamed of it. God's going to pour it out on you, cowboy church. But if you don't trust him at all with your finances, how are you going to trust him with your soul? How are you going to trust him with salvation? He says, I'm a God that I do not lie. He says, I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So if God don't lie from the beginning to the end, and he says do this, but you, I won't say this, you choose not to trust him, you might as well not trust him with your salvation. That's the truth. You ought to just give it up right now. Go back out there in the world, do what you was going to do, head for hell where you were started. Because if you can't trust him with your finances, this is a good Sunday night preacher, I should say for Sunday morning. If you can't trust him with your finances, how are you gonna trust him with your soul? How are you gonna trust him with your soul? But Brother Mark, I don't, I don't I, you can make excuses till I'm blue in the face. Or you can trust the word. The living word. Can I be honest with you, Miss D? I've done so many wrong things that when I clean up one area of my life, I celebrate that. And tithing. I celebrate, I I, I cleaned up that area of my life that I become obedient to God with my tithes that I'm excited about it when I put my money in there. You say, Brother Mark, I I don't see you put your offering in the bucket. No, because she puts it in the bucket. She holds all my money. (laughs) She gets first dibs at this thing, her and the Lord. But we are faithful. Because God is faithful. Where are you at today with trusting God? Let's remove money out of the picture for a minute. Where are you at with trusting God? If you died right now, do you believe that you would go to heaven? Kevin, Carrie, if you died today, you believe you'd go to heaven? Can you trust him with your finances? Can you trust him? Bobby, you believe you died today, you go to heaven? Can you trust him with your finances? If you're not trusting God with your finances, brothers and sisters, you're either all in or you're all out. He says, come to me hot or cold or I'll spit you out of my mouth. Well, when I cleaned that up, Josh, oh, I was happy about that. I was excited about that. I used God's name so many times in vain. I never went to church. I only prayed when I needed something. When I was in a bind, I'd hit my knees and cry out to God, and i just use God. I was a user, and there's a lot of users today that sink in right now in your spirit. There are a lot of users out there today, and there's a lot of people that say, God, I'm putting mine in because I want you to use this to bring people to know Jesus, to bring people to church, to bring their kids and their families, and bring their husbands and bring their wives and bring their grandparents, and to provide... A way to heaven for people who need a way to heaven. How many hear me tonight? You need to grab this tonight. God said that he would bless me if I brought my tithes into the storehouse. He said that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour it out, a blessing on me and my family, that we would have enough room to receive it. He said that he would rebuke the devourers that try to speak out against my family. He said that I would be delightsome. You know what that did when I believed that? It broke the spirit of poverty in my house. When I started believing that, Paul, it broke the spirit of poverty in my house. We work just like you guys do. But God always makes sure that there's enough. We have motor problems, (laughs) car problems, and kid problems, and health problems. Lord, we got doctor bills, God has been faithful. We have broke the spirit of poverty in our house by trusting him. You can barely get by for the rest of your life or you can believe this message tonight. You can receive it in your spirit and you can start doing something about it. This kind of message, Carl, it takes action. <laughs> You've got to put something in this kind of message. It's not really a feel-good type message, but it's an action message. It's an action. I like an action me- message. Get you the power for want wanting to do something, want to, want to participate, Want to be able to do something. Well, the next time that bucket passes by you or you walk by that barrel in the back, ask yourself, do you really trust God? Ask yourself, do you really believe that you're saved? And then drop it in, then drop it in, then drop it in. And God will begin to pour out his blessings and pour out his blessings on you. You won't even be able to describe them. You won't be able to, people won't even understand how you're making it. But the spirit of poverty will break in your house. The spirit of poverty will break in your lives. I broke the spirit of poverty over my house by giving my tithes and then I gave my offering. I beat the devil out of my checkbook. Come on, somebody. I plead the blood over my finances. I crawled my way out of poverty and I continue today to ask God to continue to bless me and my family. And you can do that too. You can do that too. That's awesome. We can do it together. We can do it together. I refuse to listen to those who have spent their money where they shouldn't have, who are still living in poverty, who are still living in sin, who are still complaining about us. I refuse to listen to that. The simple fact is why? Because I've done what God has asked me to do. So if I've done what God's asked me to do. And God chooses to bless me. I make no apologies for that. And neither should you. Because I've seen God shut a door in some of your lives. And then the next day a door spring wide open. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen men and women come crawling down to this altar. And the next week. God restored everything in their life. And here's the sad part, Brother John, Miss Betty. I've seen those same people never give. Never give their time. Never give their talent. Never give their treasure. They'll take, but they'll never give. I don't want to be that person. I want to give above and beyond and trust him like that. When we were leaving Caney Creek Cowboy Church back in 2009 or 2010, we we had made up our mind that God was wanting us to leave here. I told Mary, I said, if we can just get our hands on a carpet cleaning machine, then I can make it. I can make it for us, baby. You see, I was in the carpet cleaning business for nine years. We made a million seven back home cleaning carpets, but I was working for a man. I told Mary, I said, we'll leave the church. We'll be fine. Just let me get my hands on a carpet cleaning machine. We started trusting God, believing that there was one out there for us. Called my dad up and said, Dad, I said, you think Alan would let me get a truck at the auction on credit? I said, me and Mary's in a bad way. And. You know, people's rising up against the church or lying on us. We hadn't been paid, and we've lost a car. We've lost our home, and some sweet little lady in Harden, Texas gave us a double wide, but it's got leaks all over it. Rain would come in on us some evenings. I said, Do you think Alan would let me get a truck under your name and I could pay him out? He said, I'm sure he will. I went down there, and I got an $800 pickup. It was a city of Orange County truck it had seventy-something thousand miles on it. I paid eight hundred dollars for it. That's when I first met Brother Vic and Miss Connie. Brother Vic said, "I can get all those stickers off there, man." Brother Vic helped me, and we got a heat gun, and we got the stickers off of that truck, man, and we polished it up, we cleaned it up, and I found a old set of rims that looked pretty good. We slapped them rims on that truck, and that's when I met Brother Ike up here at the inspection place. Anybody know Brother Ike? I asked Brother Ike, I said, Brother Ike, can I stick this truck out there for sale? He said, You sure can. I said, Man, I appreciate it. I, I need to sell it. I stuck $3,500 on the windshield. I had it out there one day. guy called me up and said, Man, I love that truck. Does it run good? I said, Oh, it's got low miles on it. It runs good i'll take 3500 for it he said man i broke down on the way home my motor finally gave out i don't have any money i don't have any money to pay you but i need a truck to get back and forth to work i was just praying you would help me i said brother i'd love to help you but i gotta help myself he said well i got a john deere gator he said "Will you come look at it think about trading me well dollars make sense and sense makes dollars and i understand how all this stuff works so I drove over here, right here on Brown Road, the guy lived. And he had a $7,000 John Deere Gator. And I looked at that John Deere Gator, and I looked at that $800 truck, and I said, this just makes sense. I traded that $800 truck for that $7,000 John Deere Gator. I started looking, boy, then I, you know me better than anybody else, and I started running, man. I said, oh, I got something going here, I'm going to run with it. I started looking for a carpet cleaning machine. I found one in San Antonio, Texas. Guy wanted $5,500 for it. It was in a van. It was in a van. It was running. I called him up. I asked him all the questions. He said, oh, Yeah, I just took it out of my fleet. It's a little older, but it still works. Everything's good on it. I, he said, Man, I want $5,500 for it. I said, Man, as soon as I get the money, I'm going to come buy it. I said, I got to sell this John Deere Gator first. He said, John Deere Gator! He said, I got a big deer lease. I've been wanting one of them things. Send me some pictures. I sent him some pictures of that John Deere gator. My phone rang and rang and rang and rang. And and finally I picked it up and he said, will you trade me that John Deere gator for this carpet cleaning machine? I said, man, we'll be down there tomorrow. I loaded that thing up on a flatbed trailer. I don't know who loaned me their flatbed trailer, but I loaned it. I I got it on a flatbed trailer. Me and Mary drove all the way to San Antonio. We took our $800 truck, traded it for a $7,000 John Deere Gator, traded that John Deere Gator for a a $5,500 carpet cleaning machine, and we opened up Halo Carpet Cleaning and Restoration in 2010. (laughs) In 2010, remember I told you there was a man named Brother Vic? He helped me take all them stickers off that car he lost his job i opened up that business and i asked him to help me and asked joe to help me and i had some restoration work start pouring in had some apartments start calling me that year we made eighty four thousand dollars eighty four thousand dollars I said it again, I took an $800 truck, I traded it for a $7,000 John Deere Gator, I took that $7,000 John Deere Gator, I traded it for a $5,500 carpet cleaning machine, I took that $5,500 carpet machine, and God blessed all that, and I made $84,000 that year. I took that money and I started buying and selling cars. God wants to touch you like he's touched others. Some of you have the same story. Some of you have the same story. Maybe your story's different than mine. Where that blessing well. Tell people where it comes from, how you got it, who did it for you. I'll never forget it. Tell them, Mary. We got that van home picked up a couple of carpet cleaning jobs, and I picked up my first apartment complex, big old apartment complex down in Liberty, Texas. They said, we'll sign with you. We signed a contract with them. Our first day to go clean five units, the motor blew up in the van. The motor went plunk. I'm sitting on the side of the road, got my wife with me, said, what are we going to do? I stopped and prayed, Joseph. I said, God, we full partners in this. Because I made him my full partner. I said, God, if you don't want me to have it, then I don't need it. But if I'm supposed to have this, God, I need you to provide for me. I did. I prayed. The van was a little raggedy. The van was a little old. But we just hoped it would make it long enough to get another one. Our first big contract. The motor blew up in it. We were sitting on the side of 146, asking Justin to come pull us home. I said, God, I need you. If you don't want me to have it, God, if you don't ever want me to have nothing, then I'm okay. But if you want me to have something, and you said that you were going to bless me, you said that you were going to pour open the floodgates, of heaven. you said that you would be obedient, I need you, God. Next day, I started looking for trailers, because I had a pretty good truck. I started looking for trailers. I went down to Waco and I stopped at a trailer place called Phil's Trailer Sales. This is all good stuff. It's over 30 minutes but still good. I stopped at a man's trailer shop called Phil's Trailer Shop. He had brand new aluminum trailers there. My motor blew up, stopped at Phil's Trailer Shop. I didn't have a dime to my name. I walked in and he said, what do you need? I said, I'd sure like to have that 16-foot trailer there. He said, well, it's 59.95." I said, man, it's nice. I said, I'd sure like to get it. He said, well, what's stopping you? I said, man, I ain't got no money. He said, well, I got credit. I said, man, I ain't got no credit. He said, man, well, what's going to stop you from buying it? I said, dude, I told you I don't have no money. He said, when are you going to have some money? Can you post-date me some checks? I said, I'll pay you $500 a month. I'll write some checks now. I'm quick at writing checks now. They're good, though. They're good. They're good. (laughs) Phil's Trailer Store in Waco, Texas, let me roll out of there with a brand-new trailer. And the next day, Brother Bick and Joe helped me put my carpet cleaning machine out of that van into that trailer, and we had a business that was underway. God will provide for you if you trust him. My illustration this morning was just dead on. I was telling Brother Benny this a while ago. Everything I tried to do on my own with the little picture, I had some success. I had some failures, but I had some success. But when I started believing with my tithes and my offering and started believing God, then he came and taking care of every cost I've ever needed. The testimony this morning, will you trust him tonight? We shake our heads, but let's just not hear the word anymore. Let's do the word. Somebody go with me on this journey. You can't out give him, can you, Carl? Tell him, Carl, you can't out give him. They got a testimony, man, I'm telling you. Let's pray together tonight. Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for Young Life ministry going on. Father, we trust you with our tithes, our offering, with our life and our soul. We pray tonight if there's someone here who is uncertain, Father, that this message, this little message of hope would encourage them. Maybe there's somebody here tonight in a financial bind. Maybe there's somebody here that walked here that don't have a car. Maybe there's somebody here that don't have a home. Maybe there's somebody here tonight that 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 don't know where their next meal's going to come from we're not asking you to give a dime we're just asking you to believe what you heard tonight begin to trust God with everything in your life God gave to me i want you to get this tonight listen i asked my dad if i could borrow a truck when i had no money to provide to pay God gave me a truck when I had no money to pay. He provided when I had nothing. That's what I'm trying to say. He provided when I had nothing. And he'll do that for you tonight. If you believe like that. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this message. Thank you for these people. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you tonight, amen. Give God a praise, amen.